Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Lori. We've always thought that the most compelling story strikes the perfect balance between an honest look at the mess of life and the humor that can be found in the mess. To be perfectly honest, we don't really know how to live life without both the humor and the authenticity. Our podcast might be a little bit of whiplash at times. We can spin from hard and deep to humor and laughing on a dime. The hard will be really hard and the truths we share are the ugliest of humanity. We don't intend to make it seem like it's all fine or to pretty up the pain, but we also know that the joy we found is all the more profound because of the pain. So we hope you can stick with us through the ugly because there will also be joy and hope and humor. Welcome to the ugly truth about the girl next door. Hi, and welcome back to our podcast, The Ugly Truth About the Girl Next Door. I'm Kate. I'm Lori. And uh, we are here to talk a little bit about the puzzle pieces. So if you tuned into the last episode, I talked a little bit about memory and how trauma affects memory. Um, and we are going to now kind of engage with Kate a little bit in that process for her. So just in case you didn't listen last time, um, the way I tend to think about memory is that it's like the puzzle pieces um, and some of our memories are like the puzzle pieces thrown out on a table, right? In the beginning, it doesn't really look like anything that you can make any sense of. Um, but once you put the pieces together and you start to see how the whole picture comes together, now things start to make sense. Um, what I didn't really talk about last time is that, right? So if you've ever done a big puzzle, you understand that sometimes your dog comes along and takes a puzzle piece and drops it on the floor or your kids come by and they decide that they're going to pick one up or it just falls on the floor. Anyway, sometimes puzzle pieces get lost and they're still there. They're still part of the whole picture, but you can't really finish the puzzle without now finding those puzzle pieces. Um, and trauma has a way of causing those puzzle pieces to sometimes get lost on the floor somewhere for lack of a better way of thinking about it. Um, so it is again, really important to realize that when someone has been traumatized, let's not misinterpret why sometimes they don't have all the pieces to the memory because that is really what happens during trauma. Sometimes the puzzle pieces are just lost under the couch and it takes some time for us to even frankly notice that the puzzle pieces are missing. So again, if you have ever put a puzzle together, you probably don't even notice that there's a piece or two missing until the puzzle's almost fully put together. And then you're like, oh, wait, um, okay, something's missing here. Yeah. You need to watch the show New Girl. <laughs> <laughs> do I? Yeah, there's a guy that he does puzzling and he's always like, what do you think it's going to look like? And he's like, the picture's on the box. The picture of the puzzle is literally on the box. So. <laughs> Anyway, I don't think we have a, a, a box. No, we don't this. have a box. We sure don't have a box. <laughs> no, I don't think that would be a very nice box. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we want to kind of discuss the process that got us here because, you know, going off of Lori's episode yesterday about uh, of, um, how memory works and just how fitting it all together um, and how that ties into kind of the several times of trying to tell someone, the several times of trying to make um, what was happening stop and trying to kind of get out of, you know, we call them escape attempts. Um, and so that's kind of what we're gonna talk about today. So the process that got us here. Um, so when I first came in, when I first met Lori, um, you know, it was kind of still just that that really the only puzzle pieces that I had on the table were a specific person 
um, you know, specific time frame and very, very small sliver of the story. Um, that was accurate. It was true. Uh, the things that I were tell that I was telling her were not not true. They were like that was definitely part of it. It was a few of the puzzle pieces, um, but it was also just kind of dipping my toe in the water and kind of seeing um, if I could even trust her with the rest. If I even um, could understand the rest, right? Um, so. I don't even know. I don't think we've ever talked about it. But were you conscious of the fact that you were kind of starting there to sort of see how it went? Yeah, in some ways, yes. Because um, I have I have clear memory of telling you, you know, and probably a super like heated moment that it was more than that. That like I wanted you to understand that that it, I didn't fully understand it, but it was so much more than that. That that. It was not just the specific person. It was not just this specific time frame that people actually, you know, came and paid for these things. I do remember telling you that. So I did know that. I was conscious of that. Um, But I think that's confusing because, you know, over time of of trying to sort of get out of this and and tell other people, um, we have talked about how there, you know, different people being the offender you know and at different times in my life of trying to tell someone about it it was you know this person and then a different escape attempt it was this person and that's confusing for like some Lori said yesterday some of the people who are listening to this are those people out there that maybe have have heard the story in one version or another um but to set the record straight and to just again go back to how memory works the reality is that it was all of those people those were the individual puzzle pieces but the whole puzzle is that it's actually all of that it's all of those things all of those people all of those time frames um and i think that's confusing that's confusing for people listening it's also confusing for me um so let me give you another word picture for how i think about memory um so i also think about memory kind of like a file cabinet Um, And inside the file cabinet, there are files. And inside each file, there are a bunch of papers. And on each paper, there's a bunch of writing. So memory is kind of like, so if I say to someone, okay, so do you remember blank? You know, do you remember the best vacation you ever went on? So somebody has to, in the, the file cabinet of their mind, first they have to go to the file cabinet and then they have to open the file cabinet itself, and then they have to find the right file, then they have to pull the file, they have to open the file, they have to find the right page, they have to read what's on the page. Like, It's a whole process of retrieving that information, and that assumes that the information was stored in a coherent kind of way, that it's not just a bunch of files thrown into the file cabinet. So I think that's important to think about because you, knew that there were things in the file cabinet right along, Kate. Yeah. You just were not ready yet to open that particular file. So you pulled a file that was a real file. It was actually what happened. You pulled one file, and that's where you started. Mm-hmm. And so some people over the course of your life got one file. Right. But here we are now talking about the whole of what's in the file cabinet. The whole enchilada. The whole. Do you even like enchiladas? Um, I do love Mexican food. You know that I go. We <laughs> go to that. There's a little Mexican restaurant in Niagara Falls that is literally a hole in the wall, and it's like our go-to. Like, we don't go to a lot of other restaurants. 
<laughs> so yeah, I do. I I I mean enchiladas not specifically are my favorite, but I do really like Mexican food. Yeah. Yeah. No, not me. No spices. I really? Don't spice. I don't spice. Oh man. Yeah, That's I know. So I'm sad. spicy in personality. Oh my god. <laughs> and I love spicy people. Stop it. But I don't spice food. Yeah, no, you're missing out though. Okay. <laughs> you say so okay my daughter likes so food that is so spicy that no one can eat it except yeah her. i don't like that like i'm not like like i don't want like hot salsa or anything but i i do really like mexican food okay well yeah. there you go so the so, whole enchilada there you go whole enchilada <laughs> yep whole file cabinet um yeah so i think um i think that's a great depiction of it because that's you know that's very true it was kind of like each time that I tried to tell each time that I tried to escape for lack of a better word um it was like okay pick a different file because the last one didn't work right that's really important I think to pause there because it's not like you set out to be like okay I'm just gonna it's not like uh right the shell game that people talk about where you just moving the parts around this was okay wow well um tried that that was not effective so now what because I got to do something. Right. And when we talk about escape attempts, I think it's just, again, pausing um, to acknowledge how many there actually were. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, So there was, you know, little attempts when I was younger. There was just behaviors and things that, you know, I acting out and just, you know, different things that I think people maybe would have seen. There was one big, big escape attempt in middle school that was incredibly messy um because you know middle school right seventh grade very awkward time in anyone's life and then you add in all of this so can i come pause there Mm -hmm. for a second because that middle school escape attempt has been something that we have talked a lot about and actually became something that um we together agreed that we were going to try to unpack that box differently and try to get more of the puzzle pieces together and so if you kind of make sure you keep coming back because we are going to talk in great specificity about why it is that that middle school escape attempt did not succeed and there were some monumental failures on the part of the adults in Kate's life that allowed this to now go on like horrifying to me that it went that way yeah no and and since that you know we'll get into that escape attempt for sure as a whole episode um but also just a note there um since then since being an adult we have also had conversations with some of those adults who were adults back then um who have acknowledged that that you know that they they missed it they didn't miss it they knew it and they didn't know what to do basically well um it should have been clear to them what to do because there are all kinds of laws in place to tell adults what to do spicy okay i said i was spicy can we get mexican food after this (laughs) ew no Okay, so there was that really messy middle school one. Um, And then there was several in high school. There was several people, you know, that were kind of part of that and and several times in which that was tried to. But again, one file in middle school, that epically failed. Then another file in high school because trying something different. And again, I don't even know that I was consciously trying something different, but looking back now as an adult saying to myself, okay, why did it look so different? I think that's the file cabinet thing is perfect, right? It was like, okay, put that one away because that was so epically. And we said this last time, but each one of these escape attempts, it's not just that it failed. It was also the fallout that happened post failure. It was, you know, um, 
the fallout with the people who were doing this, the fallout in my life, the fallout losing friends, all of that. I mean, so literally it was like burn the damn file because, you know, we right. can't – that didn't work. That didn't not just not work. It it was so painful and such an epic failure that it was like, okay, no, not again. Um so yeah, so then there was high school and that was a, you know, maybe a, a different version of the file or a different paper in the same file. Um, and then college, I literally moved as far away as I could for college and still, you know, really didn't escape. <laughs> um, so we'll get into those in more detail as we go for sure. We'll have a, an episode about that. Um, so I want to make another mm -hmm. brain science comment, oh, right? Lord. So I know everybody's going to be sick of brain <laughs> science, but bear with me because it matters. Um, so the reality is that when Kate is talking about middle school and high school making escape attempts, it's really, really important to remember that the brains of kids in middle school and high school are not fully cooked. The neural pathways that are involved in planning, organizing, problem solving, and considering consequences are not fully firing until our early to mid 20s. That's why young adult men are so expensive to get car insurance for because <laughs> you are all fools. You're not, your brain is not fully functional. You are not able to have all of this neurons firing for considering outcomes. So Kate would at that age not even have the capacity to really be able to pause and think through, okay, if I pull out this file and I share this particular file, how might that go? Mm -hmm. And then just layer trauma on top of that, and that just makes it even harder. Yeah. I mean, it was messy. Is not even doesn't even begin to describe it. And like I said, yeah, like those middle school years, right? You're exactly right. I mean, <laughs> nobody can even figure out how to brush their hair correctly at that point, <laughs> let alone try to solve this. So, yeah, no, that's a good – that's a really good brain science point. Sorry well, that I made fun you. of you. Thank you. Yeah, well, well, you know. Sorry, I'm used not to sorry, it. I guess, right? <laughs> Um, okay, so fast forward to kind of now, us working together through this. Um, you know, in the beginning we said I came in with one or two puzzle pieces. This is this is what I know. This is what I – not even what I know. This is what I'm willing to share, right? This mm -hmm. is the puzzle piece I'm willing to show you. Um, and then over time, kind of putting those pieces together and trying to pick up some of the other puzzle pieces – um, looking at them and putting it together with the pieces that we already had. So some of the, even the idea that we needed to start looking for some of the pieces on the floor came about because we were putting the puzzle together as Kate brought more and more of the pieces to me. And we were putting the puzzle together and we started going, um, there's a piece or two or three missing over here. Like what's up with that? where are those pieces and what are those pieces and the more uh, i started asking questions about the missing pieces the more kate now started finding them under the couch essentially yeah and i think it's also i want to pause too and address kind of what you said about yesterday with because i did listen i listened you did to, i did yeah you're welcome um <laughs> listen to our own podcast <laughs> even though the audio quality was very bad we uh, i apologize for that we're working on it yeah we're working on it we're new at this yeah. you, if anyone saw us doing this recording they would be <laughs> horrified and they would be laughing hysterically because it's just so embarrassing but yeah. Here we are doing our best. Um, no, but I, you know, talking about kind of even just like the physical reactions to some of the, like just seeing the puzzle piece under the couch, knowing it's there, because I do know that it's there somewhere in my brain, right? And having that like really like uncontrollable physical reaction to it is pretty undeniable. It's not like I, 
you know, it was filling in the blanks with whatever came to mind. It was like, you know, sweating and, and crying and shaking a lot of the time. Um, remembering those things because the physical memory came forward first. Can I ask a question and you can choose to pass? <laughs> sure. Okay. We haven't talked about this, but um, one of the reasons you came to me when you did was because you had moved into a house that had a, um, the laundry in the basement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's the question? <laughs> Is there a question there? Are, yeah, okay. So that was a puzzle piece that you, yeah. as I recall, started, you were having that implicit memory reaction to, that very physical reaction to, without necessarily having fully looking at yeah. the details of that. Yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, your example yesterday of the flowers and the wallpaper, um, that was my situation with the basement. I had lived in kind of a half basement situation um, in our previous house and then moving into this house, having a full concrete basement that was actually cinder blocks. The pattern of the cinder blocks, it was like uncontrollable. Like I couldn't handle myself. Um, I couldn't do laundry. I couldn't go down there. I still struggle um, to do that. And, and that's, yeah, that's a really good example. So, yeah. Sorry. Um, no, it's, you know, it's fine. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, over time, kind of putting those, those pieces together. Um, another example of that is me thinking that I was a lot better at being okay when I was a kid than I really was. But then sort of talking about that and asking, you know, you asking questions about like, okay, but really what was that? Um, um, so yeah, I, you know, I thought that I was a lot better than at being okay than I really was. Um, and then when we started talking about it and you asking some of those questions of, okay, but really what did that look like? That was also, you know, it triggered then, okay, where's that puzzle piece, you know? And, and that then led to more puzzle pieces and more puzzle pieces until we had a really bigger, bigger picture. Again, not that I didn't know that those puzzle pieces were there, but facing them, acknowledging them, going through all those physical memories of them, not something that I was capable of before kind of doing that. So again, going back to the file cabinet word picture, right? If there is a file in your file cabinet, okay, it's tax time. Who really wants to look at their taxes? A lot of people don't want to look at their taxes. That's a file that is maybe in the file cabinet that you know it's there, but you, and you could of course go get it, but it's who would really want to with some of the ucky, yucky stuff. Patrick's family is just gonna love this analogy because they're all tax people. <laughs> they're all accountants. Not all of them, a lot I of them. I hate having my taxes done, <laughs> hate it. Okay, hold on. I don't have to because I live with an accountant, so. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so that process of doing that together, right, um, kind of led to setting some boundaries with some of the people in my life that were had been involved, were involved, um, and then putting that puzzle piece together and, and realizing, not realizing, but then facing the fact that that was true, that that was, you know, even though I wanted to burn the damn file, the file still existed, right? Okay, but let's pause there for a second because you did, for a long, long time, leave the file in the bottom of the file cabinet, yes. right? It, ignore the fact that it was there for the most part, but what changed? We tried to set boundaries. No, before that. No. Oh, what? Like, <laughs> you had a daughter. Oh, yeah. 
definitely. Um, yeah, my kids. I had two boys before I had my daughter, Evelyn. And um, when I had a daughter, my husband can attest to this, I nearly snapped. I couldn't sleep. I mean, nobody can sleep with a newborn. But, like, when I was able to sleep, I would literally watch her sleep because I had such anxiety about having a daughter. And I don't even know that I really – like, it took me almost a year. Evelyn was almost a year old before I really was like, okay, I got to do something about this. And it was actually a friend of mine, a really close friend of mine, who was like, okay, but, like, why are you not sleeping? <laughs> Maybe you should talk to somebody about this, um, who pushed me to do that. But, yeah, having a daughter really was like – I didn't even exactly know what the words were for it, but it was like my brain just absolutely snapped because I couldn't, I couldn't let happen to her what happened to me. Um, but I also had no idea how to protect her from that. It was like I felt even more stuck than I had ever felt in my entire life because now it was not just about me. I had to then protect and take care of her as well. Um, yeah, and I think that's a very important thing to really tune into because that, first off, is a very common phenomenon, um, and it says so much about Kate in that um, – while her personal desire would really be to just ignore that file in the bottom of the file cabinet, but she was not willing to do that if it meant putting her kids in any, allowing them to be in any kind of danger. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so that led us to kind of unfold this process and then ultimately try to set some boundaries with um, some of the people that were still involved in my life. Um, again, out of protection for my kids, out of protection for myself, um, even then, I don't know that we um, had really unfolded it as much as we have now. Um, but it was, we were getting closer. We were getting closer and the picture was clearer and it was like, okay, we got to set some boundaries. Um, can we talk about setting boundaries with those people? Sure. I have in bold, bold letters <laughs> on my outline here, epic fail. <laughs> it was an epic fail. It was, um, it was an epic fail. Well, the boundary got set. So I feel yeah. like we, and we did so much prep work in yeah. preparing to have those conversations. And honestly, I, what is very evident is that if anything, we soft peddled the boundaries. Oh yeah. hundred percent. We weren't even trying to talk about what had happened historically. It was just what's happening right now. That's not okay. And what that's going to look like in the future. Right. Again, because I wasn't really, I couldn't face those. I couldn't quite face those pieces at mm -hmm. that moment. It was like, it was like there, it was in the kind of in the background off to the side, not added to the puzzle yet, but definitely there. Um, but it was, yeah, it was like, okay, but today we're still dealing with stuff or today we're still dealing with some of the aftermath and the effects of what happened. And so we got to set some boundaries here. Right. Right. Yes. And it was bad. It was really, again, the boundaries got set just in that, you know, well, that was the end of that, but it was not a good. Um, so it was not received well. It was not, um, it, okay, so it also gave, added some puzzle pieces to the puzzle. It did, yeah. The reaction to those boundaries really gave us more of the pieces. It gave us, like, the pieces that maybe were off to the side. It was like, oh, now I see how they fit in, <laughs> right? Or right. you at least felt that way. Like, okay, this actually made it even clearer to me that those pieces do fit in this puzzle and that that is, you know, how it goes together. Um, 
And that was a really, really complicated time, right? Oh, <laughs> yes. It was really, and it was like a long, a long journey too of getting from there to here. Um, and just so many emotions that went into that. And, and it was such a quick, um, we went from soft pedaling to kind of seeing it for what it was, putting the puzzle pieces together and like, holy, I'm not going to say the words, but wow. Right. Yep. Because the, the boundary that was being attempted to be set was actually a, a really simple, like uh, it was a, a small ask, mm-hmm. right? The ask really was, <clears throat> you know, just let us know that you heard the boundary that's being expressed here mm-hmm. so that we can know that like we're all on the same page. Right. And that was an absolute nope, not doing that. Yeah. No. Yeah. The All the defenses, you know, kind of came flying at us. And it was the same thing that, you know, again, when we're talking about them really being able to face some of those puzzle pieces, the exact same thing that happened when I tried to escape in middle school, tried to escape in high school, tried to escape in college. Those same things happened in that conversation. You know, the lies, the manipulation, the defense mechanisms, they all came flying out in ugly full color. And it was like, oh my goodness, I have been here before. I have seen how this goes down. Um, oh my goodness, right? And, and, and bringing those two pieces that like that, that happened in middle school. I'm using so many hand gestures right now that nobody can see. And it's so unfortunate because it's so good. But anyways, um, you know, that nobody, you know, no, I don't even know. I lost my train of thought. Right. Nobody can see. Right. Right. No, so, but re- recognizing. Yeah. Yes. The, that that's what happened then. And it's happening again now was like my, it was just, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot to, to take in. Um, and it was a lot of work for us, too, because that understandably spun you out like okay is this where it all ends for us yeah because every other time that had happened yeah they the people doing this had been successful at convincing the people around you that you were just being dramatic or whatever right but what was your response to that Don't you remember? No, I am asking you to tell everyone else. I remember your response. Obviously, you're still sitting here, so (laughs) we've made it this far. Are you going to leave me? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) You're stuck with me now. Yeah, so that was my response pretty much, right? I feel like Well, and just, yeah, recognizing that that only solidified it for you. Instead of being blinded by your preconceived notions, being blinded by the lies and the manipulation that came flying out, you know, as soon as it was addressed or as soon as it was even touched, it was like, Mm -hmm. I can't even describe it. It was like you literally touch a poisonous plant and it blossoms in front of you. Like, right. That was a weird analogy, but that's good. um, But instead of you being like, oh, okay, now I see who you are. It was like, nope, that actually solidified it for me. Right. Um, Which was incredibly validating for me because it was like, I I was expecting you to be like, you know, I mean, that, that really is, is accurate. And that's, that's, that makes sense to me. And you were like, it makes sense to me because it's true, you know? Right. Well, and I, I, I mean, without getting into the specifics of it, the, the, the response of the people that we were trying to have this conversation with was so obviously dysfunctional and toxic. Mm. Like, I'm not quite sure, did they really think they were gonna convince me based Mm -hmm. on that behavior? Like, wow, they must think I'm an idiot, frankly, because they didn't even try to hide just how toxic they were, frankly. I think we all walked away from that feeling like, what 
what just happened mm-hmm. but also being like yeah no that's what happens we knew that going into it right we right. talked a lot about that um but yeah to see it in full living color as an adult for me was like whoo that was a head spin mm-hmm. um but yeah so that so that led us then to kind of where we're at now um and this podcast being another escape attempt, really, because even though the boundaries were set, I'm going to put all this nail polish that I'm picking off my nails on your table. Thank you. Yes. I'll uh, them later. It's all good. Um, you know, this setting those boundaries while it worked, obviously, in the physical sense of, you know, you know, just protecting my children and protecting myself. Um we then had things being left at our house. We had threats being left at our house. Um, once the information was out there that I was talking about these things and that I was, you know, not going to not try to move on and, and move forward in my life, that's when, I mean, the timing of it really is just so evident. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we started receiving things at our house that were that were pretty horrifying so I don't Instagram, uh, <laughs> really. So Kate's I didn't teach been... her about an Instagram story today. <laughs> I'm She's like, confused. so is that the whole story? <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm still very confused about okay. posts versus we'll stories. There. Yeah. But I don't Instagram, so I don't even know if this is possible to make like a little file that people can choose to click on. Yeah, we don't want to trigger anybody, obviously. Right. And some of these threats that have been left are very, very triggering. Um, and that was also, I think, the intent, right, was oh, yeah. to trigger me for sure and to instill a lot of fear. Um, I read them very differently than anybody else would read them because they're so specific and so personal. Um, just referencing kind of the things and not kind of definitely referencing the things in the past, the things that have happened. Um, so, yeah, we can absolutely do that. We can make a like a. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure okay. out like a secret post or something. But so that people can really get an image of what we were facing, what we have been facing um, in terms of this being another escape attempt. Um, so right. again, to remind everybody that this was not this is not the first choice of what to be doing here. Right. Right. And we have talked over the course of time, Kate and I, about um, that part of healing really does end up being finding meaning in the hard thing right so again I'm gonna science a little bit (laughs) so um everybody I think most people understand the concept of the grief process you know anger and bargaining and all of that stuff well um the grief researchers have now added a a la another piece to that process which is about making meaning and finding purpose in our hard thing and so Kate and I had talked about like how do I find any kind of purpose in this so we talked about you know is there a role for advocacy at some point in this but we would not be doing this now for sure if it hadn't been for all the stuff that had been left at the house yeah yeah all the things all the things um I think it's also important to talk about why in previous escape attempts I didn't really understand why it never worked I thought that it was because of me um because that was then the follow-up that had been you know post trying to tell someone post trying to escape the follow-up then from the people doing this was it's because of you it's you are the problem you and the people that um and we'll get into this more in another episode but the people that i was trying to tell their reaction to it just really solidified that it just was like yeah i guess it's right because everyone seems to think that so um 
Right. So yeah. then why, again, why would you bother trying to find those files in the file cabinet? And why would you even consider sharing right. any of this with anybody? Right. Well, not only did you not have easy access to all the, to the whole puzzle, because the puzzle pieces were thrown all around, even back then, they were thrown all around, mm -hmm. but you also were not finding that there were safe people around you that you could share this with. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Right. Which is a lot of why we are here having this conversation because yeah. we want to empower people to be the safe person that a kid needs so that a child does not have to tell five times. Yeah, I said to someone today who reached out, and thank you so much for the people that have reached out and just kind words, um, super appreciated for sure. Um, but I told someone today, you know, if it makes even one person's path a little bit easier or just lets them know that they're not crazy and not alone, um, then that is definitely worth it um, to me and to you, I think. It's definitely worth it to me, for yeah. sure, right? So, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, stay tuned for our next episode. It's going to be a great one. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. Because we're fun. Yep. Um, and yeah, like us on Instagram, follow us on our podcast, and keep listening. It's more to come. If you or someone you know is stuck in a trafficking situation and needs help, please reach out to the National Human Trafficking Hotline by calling 1-888-373-7888 or text HELP, H-E-L-P, to 233-733.